welcome to a very long overdue new episode of Merlin's Beard, a fantasy basketball podcast. My name is Jason. I am your humble host, and I also launched BasketballMerlin.com before the 2019-20 NBA season began, so please check out the site when you have a chance. And you can connect with me on Twitter at bballmerlin and on Instagram at basketballmerlin, and there's a Facebook page set up for the site as well. And so far this season, I've been mostly trying to give updates each morning on Twitter, recapping the night before, uh, particularly pickups that might warrant your consideration. And I've been trying to do that on Instagram as well. And on Twitter, I'm obviously available to answer questions, and I have been um, for the start of the season so far. And on Instagram, I'll, you know, post stories with that question and answer feature and that's been gaining a little bit of traction I suppose but if you are on Instagram or if you find yourself on Instagram often which I think many of you are please connect with me there and ask me your questions whenever I toss up that little Q&A box um, in stories. For today though I wanted to get into a look at the underperforming and overperforming players so far. I think when you look at um, the season so far, it seems like most teams have played about anywhere from about uh, 10 to 13 games, if I'm not mistaken. So I think now that we're at this point in the season, we're a few days away from the one-month mark, I think some of the noise that was kind of skewing our view of uh, players earlier in the season is kind of normalized or or done away with and I think we can take a more sober look at players who might be disappointing owners or uh, surprising them with some great production and we'll see how you know which of these underperforming players might be by low targets which might be which of them might be um, in for tough seasons in general and also which players that are overperforming their expectations so far are fool's gold and which one of them which ones of them are um are the real deal and uh yeah so we can get right into it so we're going to start with the underperforming player so far and to start at the top of the list is Nikola Jokic his Yahoo ADP was about seventh but his current rank according to basketballmonster.com is 41 and I think you know, you can kind of look at his his averages this season so far, and it's uh, it's pretty apparent why his current rank is falling very short of his average draft position. He's shooting 45% from the field, which is down notably from 51% last year. He's also shooting 75% from the free throw line, which isn't too bad for a big man, but Jokic is obviously uh, a bit of a... Uh, He's a bit of an anomaly in that sense, in a good way. He shot 82% from the free throw line last year, so 75% is is um, obviously going to hurt his his uh, fantasy value, especially when you compare it to his fantastic 2018-19 season. His points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks—they are all down, and I guess on the on the upside, his turnovers are down too. And if you dig into his numbers a little bit. The average distance of his shot attempts is a little over 14 feet from the basket, and last year it was 
about ten and a half feet from the basket. He's also heaving up more threes. Uh, he's attempting 4.8 three-pointers this season versus 3.4 last season. And to pour salt in the wound, he's hitting fewer of those three-point attempts. He's connecting on just 25% of his three-point attempts this season, whereas last season he connected on 31%. And a lot of this kind of makes sense if you watch um, Denver Nuggets games. Um, Jokic very obviously did not enter this season in shape, to say the least. He looked pudgy. Um, it, it was very, it's, it's very apparent that he's, he's not in a uh, peak form, let's just say. And it, it looks like as a result of that, he's settling for more three pointers and he's also settling for shots that are farther away from the basket this season as goes compared to with, uh, you know, where he took most of his shots last season. This isn't a story that is all that unfamiliar for Jokic and you know his his fantasy owners last season and probably the seasons before that should be well aware that he typically does start seasons pretty slowly but he gains steam pretty quick and he you know he ends seasons very very well so i think Jokic here is a is a pretty a pretty confident buy low candidate if you are able to prime away from his current owner who might be, you know, really stressing out about his slow, perf- slow start to the season, um, I think that's that's a pretty smart move. Um, you know, is, is there a chance that he falls short of, you know, finishing in the top eight um, or nine or, t- or ten? Yeah, I think that the chance is there, but I think it's pretty safe to say that Jokic will finish at the very least, within range of first-round value, which is, is you know, obviously not too shabby. So buy low on Jokic if you are at all able to. Next on my list is Russell Westbrook, whose Yahoo average draft position was 17. And his current rank, again, according to basketballmonster.com, is 74. 17 was way too high to take Westbrook, in my opinion, uh, given his his uh, weaknesses and percentages, his high turnovers, the uncertainty that came with him going to the Rockets. Um, but his averages are not too shabby right now. They are at uh, 21.6 points, 8.4 rebounds, 7.1 assists, along with 1.8 steals and 1.3s per game. And that is not too bad. But again, he's shooting 42% from the field and 70% from the free throw line on 6.2 attempts per game, which will hurt you, especially if, you know, if you're counting on your point guard to give you a higher percentage from the free throw line. And he's also turning the ball over 4.1 times per game. So those percentages and the turnovers make him uh, a pretty tough pill to swallow unless you are actively punting those categories. And, uh, you know, to go a little bit more into the numbers. Westbrook is actually attempting slightly fewer threes per game this season compared to last season, 5.5 versus 5.6, but um, he's hitting a pretty dreadful 22.7% of his three-point attempts this season, which is um, down even from his subpar 29% uh, three-point accuracy last season. Uh, The profile of his shot attempts by distance from the hoop is quite similar actually to to last season um when he was in oklahoma city 
and uh you know to add into add to all this um you know i guess this this mixed bag of of stuff for westbrook and his owners there's also the load load management uh factor it's clear that they are planning to sit him out of one game of back-to-back sets at least in this early part of the season and uh you know so add to that the fact that he's no longer uh a real triple-double threat playing alongside James Harden, who's having, um, as everyone knows, an amazing season. But again, he still he still holds plenty of value for teams or for managers who are actively punting percentages and turnovers. So Westbrook, he, he began the season really strong. Um, he's kind of dropped off a little bit since then. Um, his last game, which I think was last night, he, he notched a triple-double again. So, you know, he, he will be fine. Um, he is who he is <laughs> with all, all his weaknesses and strengths. So I think he's, a, he's a solid hold right here. Uh, just don't, don't panic when he does have, you know, an off game here or there, or when he does sit, sit out one of those one game of those back-to-back sets. Uh, don't freak out and panic trade him and sell him low or sell yourself short on him. Uh, Westbrook is also kind of tough to trade away given his weaknesses. So he's, he's a solid hold for all those reasons. Moving on to Drew Holiday, whose Yahoo ADP was 18. His current rank is 44. This is a pretty simple story here. He had some knee issues early in the season, which really put a damper on his production, but he's he's pretty clearly back on track for the most part. Uh, he's shooting 39% from the field this season, and I think, you know, even his recent games when he has been doing, uh, you know, a lot better, I think that, that column in his game log is a, is still a little bit uh, uncharacteristically low for him. He's a 45% shooter from the field, and so my um, my assumption here is that he should be able to lift that field goal percentage in, in short order. His rebounds and assists are in line with expectations, and he's stealing 2.2 balls per game, which is fantastic, um, but likely unsustainable you know his his career averages um i I believe it's it's about 1.5 1.7 per game so 2.2 seems a bit high so in general buy low if you can i think the buy low buy low window on drew has kind of shut given his um, nice lines recently but you know his field goal percentage is still a bit shaky and you know if for owners who are paying maybe too much attention to his rank um, as opposed to looking at his game logs and tracking his actual progress, I think the buy, buy low is still a possibility there, just, um, you know, not as much as it was maybe a week or so ago. Next, let's take a look at Draymond Green, whose Yahoo ADP was 33, and his current rank is 106. The story here is pretty clear and pretty depressing. Uh, the Golden State Warriors season is completely off the rails, and it really doesn't help Draymond Green's fantasy value at all. I think people who, you know, gleefully pointed out that, you know, we're, we're going to see now that Draymond Green is not a, uh, a player who can produce value outside of a system. You know, he's a system player and everyone's going to see that. I, you know, I think, I think we all pretty much knew that. <laughs> uh, Draymond Green is never going to be a guy who scores a ton. He's never going to be a guy who, you know, like LeBron James can dominate. Um, he's obviously still going to be a defensive stalwart. He's going to be a great passer, although on this team, you know, who's going to who's gonna hit those shots? Um, 
once he when he does pass the ball. Um, so I think Draymond Green's fantasy value um, it certainly has a cap now that the Warriors are so depleted and that they are clearly. Although they will never admit it, they are on the track to being in tank mode. Um, and that's that's really a bummer, because Draymond Green was set up for a, a really great season. Um, but now he's pretty much a shutdown or DMP candidate, especially down the stretch of the season. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about his numbers this season anyway. So his field goal percentage so far has been a pretty terrible 39%. But he's grabbing 7.1 rebounds, and he's averaging 1.3 steals, which are fine and in line with expectations. And he's dishing out 4.8 assists per game, which, again, frankly, is pretty impressive given that this Warriors team is um, so haphazardly put together on the floor each night. Um, They have a lot of young guys who were not supposed to play this many minutes um and so 4.8 assists is not bad but it's down from 6.9 assists per game last season and you know in the few seasons before that he was averaging a bit over seven and i think this season a lot of people were probably expecting him to average you know seven to nine assists per game but um you know that's uh that's that's the way the cookie has crumbled for him and he's averaging 0.3 blocks per game which um you know that that's down as well and doesn't really help his cause here so that said in his last two games um the warriors were in you know within range of of striking distance and so draymond played 34 minutes and 32 and a half minutes in each of those last two games so in the foreseeable future my guess is that if the Warriors do find it, find themselves um, within striking distance of a victory, Draymond will get his 30-plus minutes a night. Um, I know that Steve Kerr, Coach Steve Kerr, has, has made it very clear that they're not going to run him into the ground. I think those are the words he used. And, um, you know, a little over 30 minutes in those competitive games, That's that I think that's probably to be expected. Um, but, again... How many games down? You know, how many games for the duration of the season will the Warriors actually be competitive in? And um, you know, how exactly do the Warriors plan on load managing him or, or shutting him down a little bit early? I mean, you know, I know sh- shutdown talk is is pretty. I think people put a little too much weight in that um, into the sh- whole shutdown concept in fantasy basketball. Um, but we've already seen that Draymond, you know, he had what they called a, uh, a finger ligament injury, which took him out for a few games a couple of weeks ago. And so I think, you know, if Draymond does get banged up, um, especially in the later part of the season, especially when it gets to fantasy basketball playoff time, um, I, I think that in that way, you know, them holding him out for those little nicks and, and bruises, I think that, that is a risk. So my recommendation for Dream on Green owners is to sell him off um, as soon as he can string together a few strong games. Um, and hopefully that happens soon. Next, we'll go to Jaron Jackson Jr., whose ADP was 40 and his current rank is 122. So I personally thought that an ADP of 40 was too high. I know a lot of people had him ranked as high as the the third round of drafts and my hesitation with jaron jackson jr is that he is not a very good rebounder um and he is 
you know, heading into this season, we knew that he was going to play alongside Jonas Valanciunas, who is a viable center, who's a big man who, you know, will get his touches and will grab rebounds and will be a valuable piece um, for that Grizzly squad. So the, my concerns were were there. And so his knee tweak earlier this season didn't help his cause. But besides that, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. has seen drops in his field goal percentage from 46.7%. Or no, I'm sorry, um, from 50.6% last season down to 46.7%. His steals have dropped from 0.9 to 0.5. And his blocks have dropped from 1.4 last season to 1%. And his playing time hasn't really crept up that significantly either. He's playing just 30 seconds more per contest um, so far this season. And that's probably due to the fact that he's still averaging 3.8 fouls per game, um, which is exactly where he was last season. So I I, I suppose I would mildly lean toward him being a, a, a an appealing by-low candidate. But... Um, I, at the same time, I I don't think anyone should expect him to approach anywhere near um, top forty value this season, which his ADP would um, you know would would seem to indicate. Um, I think you know could he approach top seventy five value? Sure, I I think that's I think that's probably the ceiling to to any optimism for Triple J this season, but. Um, buy low if you if you w- would like. Um, if you're in a dynasty league, then his appeal certainly jumps a little bit more. But I think he's in for a pretty inconsistent or disappointing sophomore year. Next, we'll move on to Laurie Markkinen, whose ADP was 44. He's currently ranked 121. And it's really a matter of where to begin uh, with Laurie this season. Um, so a lot of his numbers are down. His field goal percentage, his free throw percentage, three-pointers made, points, rebounds, blocks, they are all down. Um, And his turnovers are up. One of the issues that he's, um, that's affecting his fantasy value this season is that he's attempting more than 50% of his shots from three-point range this season, which is up from 42% last season. But he's only hitting 20 27% of those three-point attempts, which is down significantly from 36% last season. He's also hitting about, yeah, he's hitting half of his two-point attempts, which is down from 58% last season. So, you know, um, but I, I guess you can buy low. Uh, you know, the Bulls are currently tied with the Knicks for 13th in the East. And if they do end up, dropping seriously out of playoff contention in the Eastern Conference, then then buyer beware. Um, you know, I think Laurie should be able to dig himself out of this hole at least a little bit. But um but again, I, I think this this could be a case where he um he lets his owners down. And again, just like Jaron Jackson Jr., I think Laurie in Dynasty Leagues his his appeal certainly rises, but for redraft leagues Sure, I guess you can buy low on him, but I, w- I would still keep expectations in check. Uh, he just didn't seem to really have it this year. Um, and finally, for these underperforming players, we'll look at Miles Bridges. His ADP was 82. His current rank is 183. He was on a lot of sleeper lists heading into this season, probably just about every one. Um, and it this, the story this season is a bit sad. Uh, despite playing 10 more minutes 
per game this season this season compared with um, his playing time last season bridges fantasy value just hasn't risen uh, proportionally and that's due to his field goal and free throw percentages being down and his steals also being down um, last season he, he was at 0.7 per game this season he's just at uh, 0.3 per game and I think steals was one of the categories that a lot of people expected him to be to be pretty strong at, um, given his strong finish last season. And my assumption is this is probably just growing pains, both as um, just as a basketball player and as a basketball player who no longer has uh, a stud like Kemba Walker to play with. And it's also probably due to an adjustment period to playing more time at the three versus the four. Um, he's playing, according to basketballreference.com, he's playing three quarters of his minutes at the three this season, um, whereas last season he played just 53% of his minutes at the three. Um, so this is probably an adjustment period for him. The good news is that on that Hornets squad, Miles Bridges is not really in risk of um you know seeing his minutes decline because we we know that the hornets are not going to contend for a playoff spot and he's part of their youth movement for sure so he's a solid hold i would say um if you want to buy low on him i suppose you could but you know i I think he's he's this is this is going to be an adjustment season for him which is a bummer since um you know he, he had such great lines um toward the end of last season but um, but yeah, he, he is a solid hold, and let's hope he can turn things around in short order. All right, now let's get a little bit more positive and look at the overperformers so far this season. And to kick things off is Jonathan Isaac, whose ADP was 68, but his current rank is 13. Um, I don't think many people saw this coming. I know it's early in the season, and I, I fully expect his... Uh, rank to, to drop a little bit, but let's look at why Isaac has been such a stud so far this season. Um, his field goal percent is up to 49.5% from 42.9% last season. He's shooting 91% from the free throw line, which is up from 81.5% last season. His points, three-pointers made, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks are all up as well. Um, this just looks like a plain old year three breakout, and I think part of the success can probably be attributed to him playing 83% of his minutes um, at the, the, the three spot um, versus last season when he played pretty much all of his time at the four. And this is, again, according to basketballreference.com. He's also shooting fewer threes, but hitting more of them, and he's also shooting more from zero to three feet from the basket and hitting more of his two-point attempts in general. So he's getting, it seems like he's getting a little bit more efficient there, Um, and there's no real reason to think that this is fluky. Again, I think his current rank at 13, I would be really, really shocked if he finished um, with top even top 15 value. I think some of this, some of these shooting numbers will maybe drop a little bit. Um, and I think, but, but I think, you know, Isaac finishing in the top 25 is not totally out of the question here. Um, so, you know, hold him, hold him, um, 
definitely hold him. Don't don't sell yourself short on him if you own him. Um, if you do end up getting a monster offer, sure, then I suppose consider him. But congratulations to everyone who drafted him. Congratulations for people who traded for him early in the season because you pr- you probably got a great deal. And um, yeah, here's hoping that he returns from that from that injury soon and can uh, continue this hot streak. Brandon Ingram will be next. His ADP was 102, and his current rank is 22. So he's averaging pretty eye-popping numbers right now. He's averaging 26, 7, and 4 with nearly a steal and nearly a block a game. He's also hitting 2.63 pointers per game, which is a whopping two whole more three-pointers made per game than he hit last season. Um, His field goal percent is up to 54%, and his free throw percent, which has always kind of been in the 60s and has kind of been... Uh, one of his major one of his major Achilles heels isn't much of an issue this year at 72%. So he's also playing 72% of his minutes at the four, and that I think uh, that probably does help his value a ton. Um, but that does highlight one of the risks to his long-term value over the duration of this season, which is somebody else I think plays the four for the Pelicans, and his name is Zion Williamson, and. You know, this is again, or not again, but this is assuming that Zion does eventually play some minutes for the Pelicans this year, and and I think you know all signs are pointing to that he will. Now, how many games will he end up playing, and how many DNPs will he will he rack up um, this season? That's that's a whole other discussion. But um, you know, so once Zion does return, and you know has to push Ingram to the three, you know, how does that? Um, affect how he plays. Um, you know, Zion will obviously get more touches. He will cut into Ingram's usage rate. And now we see Drew is also back on track. So there, there are some reasons to be concerned there. And add to this, you know, sure, you can, you can point to Ingram's um, health risks, um, but also his blazing hot shooting right now is more than likely going to revert to the mean or something like that. And um, so, you know, put all these things together. And I think Ingram does seem like a really prime sell-high candidate. And uh, now that he's back on the court, uh, I would suggest that his owners wait for him to string together a few games, a few strong showings, and um, and then try to get some great value back for him. Next, we will go to Andrew Wiggins, whose ADP was 98, which is higher than I expected. Uh, but his current rank is 27, and he's averaging 26. 5 and 3.6 assists along with 0.7 steals, 1.1 blocks per game and 2.4 three-pointers made per game. And he's also hitting 48% of his shots from the field, 64% from the free throw line. Um and uh yeah, I, you know, I think put all that together and and it's certainly certainly uh, understandable why he's ranked at 27. He's cut down on his mid-range shots. He's, you know, he's shooting 20% of his shots from the 10 feet to the three-point line range, and that's down from 30% last season. And he's also more accurate from every single shot attempt range, um, according to basketballreference.com. So here's the thing. I think his hot hand will probably cool off a bit, um, but there's still a lot to like here. Um, If you listen to, I think it was uh, one of 
Zach Lowe's recent podcast episodes, maybe not the last one. I think the last one was not basketball related, actually. But the one before that, I believe they they kind of dig into Andrew Wiggins' numbers and why um, he's 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 uh, appeared to have improved as much as he has so far this season. They talk about you know his pick and roll action, how he's running. He, he's involved in way more pick and rolls this season. So there's there's a lot to like here. And it seems like Wiggins is no longer a fantasy basketball punchline. And this looks like, at the very least, a sign that he's turned the corner. Now, will he finish in the top 30? I would doubt that. Um, But does he finish with top 45, top 50 value? I I think that certainly, that seems to be a lock right now. But um, yeah, uh, you know, you got to be happy for the kid. Uh, he's, He's probably endured a lot of a lot of trash talk um a lot of a lot of people kind of talking poorly about him um especially when it comes to fantasy basketball but it seems like that's no longer the case and that that's really good for him and his owners next we'll go to OG Ananobi whose ADP was 138 and his current rank is 33 so if you remember his 2018-19 season um you have a great memory because he only played six games and uh you know it's it's pretty much useless to compare his averages to the to last season because um he played you know just six games and uh he wasn't healthy and it had a whole other um set of issues so this season though he's averaging he's averaging 12 points 5.5 boards and 1.7 assists which is nothing to write home about but he is also averaging 1.2 steals per game 1.1 1.1 blocks per game and 2.13 pointers made per game. And so he's firmly in 111 territory, which is fantastic. And he's also shooting 58% from the field and 60% from the free throw line. Now the 60% might seem like um it would really kill his fantasy value, but he's he's only he's attempting just 0.8 attempts from the free throw line per game. So that percentage is is pretty close to meaningless. He's ranked at number 33, but I would I would guess that he would probably be in the top 25 if it hadn't been for that recent eye injury he suffered, which basically took him out really early in one game. Um, It kind of affected his uh, first game back. And then he also got, I I believe he got kind of hit in the eye or near the eye in his last game um, when he was on a tear. I think he scored 24, a career high 24 points in about 27 minutes. Um, So it seems like he's, he's back on track. And uh, again, he looks like the real deal, and he looks like a really viable one-one-one guy. And he's only 22, so that means, especially in dynasty leagues, his uh, and Anobi's value is is sky high. Um, so I don't think there's any fool fool's gold here. If you own him, hold on to him. Um, you know, if, if you are able to catch him in a cold streak and are able to buy low on him, um, you should certainly do that. But Anobi, you know, it, it's it's pretty apparent now why the Raptors were so unwilling to part with him um, in any trade, especially when it came to um, Kawhi Leonard. Next, we'll go to Daniel House Jr., whose Yahoo ADP was was 136. His current rank is 43. Um, He's got a similar story to Ananobi in the sense that he's not a high usage guy, and his, um, his counting stats aren't all that hot. He's averaging 11.7 points, five rebounds, one assist, but he's also averaging 1.4 steals, 0.9 blocks, and 2.5 three-pointers made per game. 
So he's got all around appeal here. Um, you know, you add to that the fact that he's shooting 47% from the field, 81% from the free throw line, and he's turning the ball over just once per game. Um, and with Eric Gordon sidelined for what looks to be at least another five weeks, um, House looks locked in for major minutes um, for this notoriously thin Rockets rotation. And um, I, I think he's a very solid hold. I know that he's still available in plenty of fantasy leagues. So if you are listening to this and if he is available in your league, and you know, I'm assuming you know if you are in a league that's 12 teams and up, uh, make sure he's not available or sitting out there as a free agent. I would I would try as hard as I could to pick him up um, right away because he he seems like. Yeah, he looks like uh, the real deal, real real deal this year. Next up is Tristan Thompson, whose ADP was 130, and his current rank is 60, 62. So Thompson was easy to forget about on draft day since he played just 43 games last season, and the season before that he played just 53 games. But this season he is putting together a career year. He's averaging a career high. 14.5 points per game to go along with 10 rebounds as well as a career high 2.2 assists per game a career high 0.8 steals per game and a career high 1.5 blocks per game he's playing 31.6 minutes per game um, and he's also averaging 11.6 shots per game which is easily again a career high and Thompson is shooting 53% from the field his usage rate is again a career high 19.7% and he's hit three of his six three-point attempts this season too um, which is a new if not uh, very infrequent wrinkle in his game and this looks like the real deal here but the prospects for the rest of the season are a mixed bag so on the upside you have Kevin Love who has two risks going for his value which is an injury which he's prone to do um, or a, a trade which would ship him out of town and bring back, um, you know, who knows what, but most likely not another big of his caliber, which would open things up for Thompson. Um, but the Cavs are falling out of playoff contention already, and if they do fall out, um, you know, if they continue to, to be on the outside looking in, which they likely will, that would probably mean a few DMPs down the stretch for Thompson, maybe some limited minutes, um, and Thompson himself, uh, again, you know, looking at his the few number of games that he's played the last two seasons, he he's had his own share of injury concerns. So, th- you know, this is a, a great year for him so far. It's a great year for his fantasy owner so far. But if if I do own Tristan Thompson, I would probably look to sell high on him sooner than later. Next, let's take a look at Aaron Baines, whose ADP was 128 and his current rank is 66. He's obviously the biggest beneficiary on that Suns team of DeAndre Ayton's suspension. His per 36 numbers have usually been pretty solid, but this year he's taken things to another level. His usage rate is at a career high 21%. He's also averaging nine and a half shots per game, which is a career high, and um, his accuracy 56% from the field is his highest since his third season in the league. And he's also hitting 1.9 threes per game. He's dishing out 3.1 assists per game and averaging 14 and a half points per game. 
So here's the thing, I guess. Uh, the dream will end, obviously, once Aiton returns. But at the very least, Baines has earned himself a pretty solid position or solid place in that Suns rotation, even when they are back at full strength. So sure, sell high on Baines if you can. Um, it, it's probably going to be a, a, a tough task since everyone knows Aiton's going to come back um, sooner than later. But he should also probably be a fine hold down the stretch, a fine guy to have on your bench at the very least. Um, you know, if Aiton does go down, maybe he tweaks an ankle or something here or there um, down the stretch of the season, then eight, you know, Aaron Baines will obviously again see a bump in value. So um, it seems like he's he's going to get paid uh, next season, and he, you know, he's 32 years old, but he's putting together a, a strong case for. Uh, a big role or at least a, a significant role on on a team next year too but um, for this season sell high if you can but enjoy the ride as well because he's putting together a, a, an incredible run right here and some quick hits here since there were a lot of or there are a lot of players who are overperforming or outperforming their their adp we'll just do some uh a hit close up with a few quick ones here so jabari parker adp is 137 his current rank is 67 Again, a beneficiary of John Collins' suspension. Um, but the biggest reason for his jump in fantasy viability is his 1.3 steals per game. Before this season, he averaged 0.9 steals per game. But, uh, you know, adding that 0.4 steals per game um, really pushes his fantasy value over the wall. And so, uh, obviously, sell high before Collins returns. But, hey, let's see if the Hawks do decide to push Collins back to the center spot and run Parker more, maybe start him at the, at the four and, you know, let him keep this job. Uh, but regardless, even if he does continue to start once, once Collins returns, um, it's, it's pretty clear that the writing is on the wall and there is an expiration date for this exciting run for Jabari here. Uh, for Nemanja Bielica, his Yahoo ADP is non-existent <laughs> because, um, it, he was so out of or off the radar that he doesn't have an ADP number attached to his to his name, but his current rank is 69, and um, this is eerily similar to last season. He started last season pretty strongly as well, if I remember correctly. I think after the first uh, couple or a few weeks of last season, he was a top 25 guy. Um, but Marvin Bagley is, I believe as of today, reported to be traveling with the team. He's going to have his thumb reassessed uh, Wednesday, which is tomorrow. I'm recording this pretty late on a uh, Tuesday night here. So Bielitsa will be waiver wire f- fodder soon enough. But if you are somehow able to sell high on him, obviously obviously it's not going to be very smart to sell or to try to sell high on him in a in a one on one for one deal but if you can package him in a two for two three for three deal um and if you know the other owner is kind of fooled by bielitsa's high rank uh currently then that that's that's certainly a smart idea marcus morris his adp is 138 his current rank is 70 um that's likely or no it, it is due to his, the fact that he's averaging 2.5 threes per game one steal per game and 0.8 blocks per game, which are all career highs. He's also shifted to the three for 70% of his minutes, which is the most uh, time he spent in, in that position since his two seasons in Detroit. So Morris here is a fine hold, and it doesn't seem like Coach David Fisdale is going to mess with his minutes, at least not yet. Uh, so Morris seems like a safe bet uh, or a pretty 
a pretty solid guy to hold on to. He, he's he's doing pretty well this season. Luke Kennard, his ADP is 137. His current rank is 71. And I know Kennard was on um, on the radar or, you know, tagged as a sleeper for, for a lot of people heading into this season. And he's, he's, he's uh, fulfilling expectations here. He's playing 33.9 minutes per game, which is up from 22.8 last season. Um, he's shooting 45% from the field, 88% from the free throw line. And um, his points, three-pointers made, rebounds, assists, they are all up from last season. Um, notably, he's averaging 4.2 assists per game, uh, which is up from 1.8 last season and 1.7 the season before that. So that that's really good to see. Um, and yeah, he, so he's exceeding expectations here. He's a solid hold. I don't see any reason for him to, to really drop in value. I mean, sure, maybe, you know, now that Blake Griffin is back and working himself back in the rotation, does that mean a lower usage rate for Kennard? Maybe. But do you really think that Griffin will hold up for the duration of the season? Um, you know, mo- most likely not. So Kennard is, is a pretty solid hold here. And we'll close things out by talking about Devontae Graham, whose Yahoo ADP was 126. His current rank is 81. He is... Um, a second-year player who had decent per 36 numbers last season, but nothing that would seem to indicate his performance this season so far. So his averages so far this season are 18, 3.4, and 7, with 3.5 three-pointers made per game. So obviously with Kemba out of town, um, a lot of people thought, oh, well, Terry Rozier is here, and he's going to pick up the slack here and and really be the usage beast um that he's always he seemingly wanted to be um but graham has also benefited in in a big way as well his usage rate has increased from 17 percent last season to 25 percent this season um his two point field goal percentage is 41 percent but he's hitting 41 and a half percent of his three-point attempts, um, which is a huge improvement from his 28% accuracy from three-point territory last season. And he's also four games into being a starter, and it doesn't look like he's going to lose that starting spot anytime soon. So Graham looks legit when you look at his numbers, um, when you look at his shooting splits, when you you know watch him, he it seems like he passes the eye test. So he is also a, a fine hold here um and hopefully you can lift that field goal percentage up a little bit um if not this season then the next um so congrats if you picked up graham early this season he looks like he's he's a he's a real one so that will wrap up our discussion of underperforming and overperforming players so far this season i hope this helped um i know we we didn't cover everyone who fits these profiles of underperforming or overperforming. Um, I tried to keep it to players that are, well, number one, non-rookies. Um, so players that we can, you know, kind of compare their stats this season to last season for, um, and I tried to kind of, uh, narrow it down to players who have more to talk about, um, than maybe other ones who fit the bill too. But Hey, um, let me know what you think. Let me know if this is helpful. Let me know if you agree or disagree with anything um, that, that I've said here. Let me know if you have anything to add. Um, again, this was recorded late on a Tuesday night, late on Tuesday night. Um, so, you know, I haven't really looked in 
depth at uh, the lines that are coming in tonight. Um, you know, I saw, for instance, that Draymond Green almost got a triple-double tonight um, in a win for the Warriors over, I believe it was the Grizzlies. So, you know, that, that kind of illustrates what I mentioned before, which is, you know, in games where the Warriors are going to be competitive or where they are um, going to be in line for a victory, he's he's going to get his minutes and he'll put up very, very usable lines. Um, but I think that's about three solid lines in a row for Draymond or three in the last four or something like that. So I think after tonight's performance, it's certainly a sell high uh, time for him, for, for his owners. Um, so, yeah. But again, going back um, to to what we talked about here, let me know what you think. Uh, again, I'm on Twitter at Bball Merlin. I try to be active there. I try to answer questions and respond to people as soon as I can. So please reach out to me there. Uh, don't hesitate, and um, you know, look for my daily morning recaps and uh, pickup candidates there. I, I rate pickup candidates on a five star scale, which I, I hope helps. Um, you know, helps everyone kind of weed out um, the stronger pickup candidates versus maybe the weaker ones or the flukier ones and connect with me on Instagram as well. I'm at uh, basketball Merlin there. Um, again, I try to post stuff in feed and also, I'll also try to do some stuff in stories over there, especially, uh, with that Q and a sticker. So, you know, feel free to ask me your questions there. Um, and you're, you know, when I answer your question on Instagram, it'll always be anonymous. I'll, I'll never reveal who you are. I know that on Twitter, it seems like some people like to ask me questions and then delete their tweet just so, you know, their their question isn't public record and can't be visible by their um, by their competition in their leagues, which is which is fine and smart in a way. So. Um, so, yeah, uh, there's also, again, a Facebook page set up for Basketball Merlin, and um, I'll try to be a little bit more consistent with these podcasts uh it's been it's been difficult you know um again i'm a, I'm a stay-at-home dad so that is my full-time job and that um that is not definitely not just a nine-to-five thing so it makes it hard to to do what i've been doing on social media it makes it harder to do stuff on the on the website more frequently and to you know stay on top of these podcasts but i will do my my darndest to do so um so thanks for listening uh please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to these pods. Um, uh, if, if you are so inclined to do so, please, uh, give the podcast a five-star rating wherever you can. And, um, until the next one, take care and good luck to your, your fantasy teams.